The DRBC is one of the few outfits that have control of our water quality and quantity that actually holds public hearings. Very often the states can do things without public hearings. The DRBC becomes a, a sort of a hot spot for conversation. One of the most controversial, certainly in the eyes of many environmentalists, decisions that the DRC made, and remember this is the DRBC, the commission, which is the four governors or the representatives, was that they allowed a port, a second port, to be, give, to be built in a place called Gibbstown, New, New Jersey, which would be the port from which LNG could be exported around the world. And this port became important because an outfit called New Fortress Energy came up with a plan that they would take fracked gas from the fracking fields outside of the watershed, process it in a town called Wyalusing, which is way up in the back of beyond, and then transport that gas, that, that fracked gas, either by train or by truck, all the way down to Gibbstown, which is on the other side of the river south of Camden. I think it might even be, I think it might be our little north of Wilmington. So it's quite a far way. All sorts of people were um, horrified at that, which is because the gas, once it's highly compressed, it is kept in these hopefully trustworthy steel containers. But if anything were to happen, the trains, for example, got the uh, nickname bomb trains um, because they would explode, causing significant damage and perhaps loss of life especially since these trains or trucks were planned to go through populated areas. It was on the fringes of Philadelphia, which is that's a relatively populated area. So this decision attracted a lot of attention. That decision was originally made in 2019-ish, and the Delaware Riverkeeper, who's one of the, one of the weapons they use, one of the tools at their disposal, the Riverkeeper herself is a lawyer. She knows all about filing suits and stuff like that. She asked at that point for a judicatory hearing, which is when an outside person comes in and examines whether the commission made the right decision to allow this. The hearing officer decided that everything was cool, right? Time goes on, and the thing that sparked this particular episode, I think, was at some point in 2022, the permit that the DRBC had given to Gibbstown, the new fortress folks, and the building of this, this second dock at Gibbstown expired. And the executive director extended it. And, of course, what happens is that the executive director then gets the extension approved by the, DB, the DRBC. So he extended in June 2022. At the next quarterly meeting, the representatives of the four governors approved it. That's 2022. The Delaware Riverkeeper Network did a FOIA on that decision, discovered that it was calling a unilateral decision by Steve Tambini, the director, to extend the permit. Then they brought that decision to a New Jersey federal court and eventually, sorry, that district court, that ended in March of 2023, siding with the decisions of the DRBC, right? So now, on one hand, if I can editorialize here for a moment, I'm a little horrified by the Gibbstown idea. 
I don't like the idea of liquid gas bomb trains or trucks traversing a populated area, right? But the Delaware Riverkeeper was fiercely opposed to this and clearly thought that there was a toehold in how Steve Tambini made that original decision to extend. But once the DRBC commissioners approved it and then the state, the district court case found in favor of the DRBC, there really isn't much to go on. It also should be said that there are a lot of people in the four states that are very sensitive to environmental issues, and not just the riverkeeper, but lots of other people. But the truth of the matter is, the governors, even though they are Democrats, and in some ways are certainly sensitive to environmental issues, they're also very sensitive to uh, economic viability, and southern New Jersey, especially towards the um, Delaware River, is economically a little on the tough side. In fact, it reminds me in some ways about the Upper River, up in towards Hancock and stuff. This is not a place where there's a lot of industry. So I think the New York legislature especially was really hot on getting this port approved. If the New Jersey governor chooses to, he can support that, and then the other governors generally respecting each other probably go along with it. That's all complete supposition on my part, but that's what makes sense. Mm -hmm. What the DRBC was doing, when I talked to Mr. Tambini, I was asking him about why, and he said that essentially the rules governing how he can operate in that universe were fuzzy. So what they went, were doing was were going back into their, God, it's just piles of bureaucraties and documents and things that govern every time someone at the DRBC takes a breath, and they wanted to make it clearer. And I will be honest that when I first tried to read on the DRBC website what those changes were and why, I was like, what? This is supposed to be less fuzzy? But eventually what happened is that uh, Mr. Tambini essentially said, if the commission has already approved a project, the DRBC executive director will only extend the project if nothing has changed. And then when we were talking, he repeated that line, if nothing has changed. In other words, nothing at the site has changed, a state or uh, other rules haven't changed, there's no, been no directive from somewhere else, there's nothing in the project itself that has changed. So the... The DRBC, I think, approached that as we're tidying things up. But, of course, the Riverkeeper used the public hearing as an opportunity to express their anger at the rule change. And I don't really think that the rules changed to the degree that the Riverkeeper characterized them. The Riverkeeper routinely goes goes to the DRBC. They were particularly concerned at this mm-hmm. public hearing about the public records change. And that is a secondary matter, which is that the DRBC has its own rules of how it deals with public records requests. In that discussion of how it's supposed to deal with public records requests, it used a shorthand, which we've all used, for the Freedom of Information Act, the FOIA. But the DRBC is not a federal agency. They realized that perhaps that shouldn't be in the public records requests, so they took those not germane references to FOIA out, but the process for getting a public records request in and granted has not changed. So there is less change 
than the comments of the riverkeeper would suggest. And the thing that's great about the keeper and also one of the other people that spoke was Doug O'Malley, who is the state director of Environment New, New Jersey, was concerned about these rule changes. The people who pay attention to this stuff and who make a noise about it, they are, they are important to the health of the river. But it's not always the case that every time they express deep concern that it's necessarily this thing that's the problem. I think the thing that's the problem underneath this suggestion or this attitude from the Delaware Riverkeeper is more that they were doing everything they could to somehow halt the Gibbstown project. Because make, it makes it harder for the public to get information. But remember, much like the thing that we were talking about before, there is no difference to what will happen if I go to the DRBC with a records request. They will handle that records request exactly the same way before or after this resolution gets passed by the commissioners. It is a reference to FOIA. It's only, and it was, I actually went through the redlined version side by side. Mm. Oh my God. And after my eyes stopped bleeding, I recognized that is in fact, it's almost if you could imagine FOIA was an adjective, not the process. The actual process remains the same. And the process, they're, they're really pretty good about they mostly grant most records requests as far as I as far as my um, my habit with them and my understanding of them right now there's all sorts of there's all sorts of problems you can have with the DRBC my big problem is that they're generally speaking slow to act but then again remember that the DRBC is the four governors and the four governors have to decide when it's appropriate for them to act it took them what a decade to enact of, of a fracking ban um, sometimes they're slow and it's they're certainly slow with the dissolved oxygen levels in the river that need to be raised in order to protect the endangered sturgeon. But they obey their own rules, and there's a lot of them. You mentioned in your article that either Doug O'Malley or some folks think that things might be done in secret because of the way right. things are going? I do not see that. Okay. Um, the public records process and procedure that the DRBC follows now will be unchanged. The reason why they wanted to take the FOIA reference out is, again, one of these little sort of things, snag. The DRBC is not a federal agency, and therefore, using a reference to the Federal Freedom of Information Act is misapplied and apparently causes confusion. There is no change to the public's access to records, no changes to the commission's interpretation or application of the regulations, and the Federal Freedom of Information Act, which is inaccurate, is dropped, but does not apply to the process and procedures that the DRBC has had in place and will have in place when that FOIA reference is eliminated. And I Trust me, if I see something that's a bit stinky here, I will certainly raise a fuss about it. But generally speaking, the DRBC has a science body, a science and engineering body, that makes all sorts of appropriate using science and the best technology available. 
make suggestions for certain things to the commissioners. The commissioners are the one that decides things. And the commissioners are the ones that will decide whether this is appropriate or not. And one of the things that one of the speakers talked about is we trust the commissioners more than we trust the executive director. The truth is the commissioners are political animals. They respond to pressure. That may be one of the reasons why generally they are careful about environmental issues. But as far as Gibstown is concerned, it was a decision made likely, again, I don't know, likely to promote the economic well-being of that part of New Jersey, and likely the other governors went along with it. Because they are political, the DRBC is not. Now, the public hearing has, has passed already. It was on November 13th. Written comments are accepted until November 30th, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Where can folks go to make their, their concerns known? If people have access to a computer, at the bottom of the story on the Delaware Current website, that they'll give, get you a link to the DRBC's website and to the whole process that you need to do for a written comment. There's online written comment, and they also accept not online written comment. Let me just see if I'm actually on that computer, my computer now. The uh, written comments. Yeah, there's a link to where to where to send it online, and the address if you're not online is Commission Secretary, DRBC, Post Office Box. 7360 West Trenton, New Jersey, 08628. Anyone that has access to a computer can certainly find that on the DRBC DRBC websites, but I would just try to enunciate it for folks that might not have access to a computer. Meg, before we go, is there anything else? You touched on a lot, and it's some of the things you spoke to me about are somewhat troubling, but anything else before we go? Only to wish you and your listeners a very happy Thanksgiving. You too, Meg. We're talking to Meg McGuire, from Del- the founder and publisher of Delaware Currents, talking about the DRBC proposed rule changes that drew some scrutiny and criticism. Thank you so much for talking to us and letting us know about this issue. Okie dokie. Thanks, Patricio. Bye-bye.